0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Zach Bartles. Zach, what's going on, man?
1: Man, I was just sitting here kind of musing, daydreaming, and I was thinking about how epic it would be, like how unbelievably, insurmountably epic it would be if you and I, and I'll stay with me here. Hold on with me. All right. All and, right. And Greg Dutcher. And, uh uh-huh. and, I'm not done. I'm not done. And okay, okay, and Bartlebaugh all got together in like one unprecedented, never before seen together all in the same place, uh discussion of some kind of milestone in Western culture for the summer of two thousand and nineteen
0: <laughs> wouldn't that be
1: amazing,
0: dude, that's a pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So one uh, one line escaped that that uh, actually I have the last ten minutes too on because uh, the, the, I started recording myself.
0: But oh, that's right. While well, he dude, said I it, yes. I think you need to drop that in there. I think you need to drop that in today.
1: Yeah. All so right. so it'll randomly go from our conversation to like that's right. already in progress <laughs> closing up with. But, but but I dropped in a line uh, that that uh, the other Nate said about. Yeah. Uh, what movie was it? It was uh, it was
0: Scream Four, Scream- wasn't it? There's,
1: there's not a Scream Four. Wait, maybe there is a Scream Four. Oh yeah, I think I reviewed it. Reviewed it.
0: <laughs> oh man oh, my Glowing God. review too, yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Yes, well of course, uh, Zach, your reference is indeed to the fact that we did have one great Dutcher, one Nathan Bardoball. One Nathan Bell and one Zach Bartles on the podcast last week, as a matter of fact, was podcast yeah it was this time last week we were recording, and we kept recording. Man, we had over an hour of recorded Brilliant. stuff yeah. it was it was amazing, it was absolutely epic. And I, you know, a little over an hour into it, I said, "Oh, wait, guys, I'll be right back. I need to go get my power cord. I want to make sure we don't run out of battery." My computer was at, I kid you not, 34%.
1: And then we all heard while you were gone, this like Windows startup sound, <laughs> and I'm like, "That does not bode well.
0: <laughs> and I come back and man, there was going through my mind at the moment a string of words that are not repeatable on the podcast. And you know, uh, you and Nathan were great. You hung out for a little bit longer, trying to help. The was look gone. At things that we could do to like, oh yeah, he was he was done, he was done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, are you gone? Oh, I I, I missed whatever you just said. Oh crap, thing. what's going on? I'm I'm I got nothing, man. Hello, hello. No, I spent. I I can't hear you, dude.
0: Hello. Can you hear me?
1: I can. All right, give
0: me one minute. Am I crackling? No. All right. It was like
1: lost in space robot voice there for a second.
0: All right, give me one second. Are you there? Yeah. All right, good. Um, I think that's going to be a better connection. Um, so, you know, we were, we were sitting there, you and Nathan were great. You hung out for a little bit longer. Uh, like you said, Dutcher, he was, he was outie. Like he had, he had pieced and, uh, we were sitting there trying to figure this thing out. I was down in my basement after I hung up with you and Nathan for another hour or so looking through the files, joy. My wife had gone on. She was looking for things that we could potentially do. So, I figured out what the problem was, which, um, you know, was uh, disturbing. Um, What I typically do is I will record over the previous podcast. I typically will save it. I have a hard drive that I save it to, and then I will just record because it has all the these go to 11, you know, intro and exit in there. And what happened was, the autosave didn't save far enough into the podcast. It saved it was still the previous podcast that was saved. So it was like it never it never happened. And because we don't have it to upload for you fine folks, it really did never happen for you. So I'm just here to tell you everybody. It was good. Oh, it was, it was. real good. Oh, it was amazing.
1: Dutcher came amazing. in late and left early, as always. But he didn't come up with what's up players. <laughs> he came in after I had said like a th- Forty-five second long, like like uh, this is my thought on it. My my this is my perspective, and he just goes Bartle sucks, and I was like, where did that come from? Is this a special kind of Skype you can get where you like you just appear in the conversation? There's no
0: sound. There's he's just there. Oh man, he was yeah. I had I had low key, so we would have heard it if he had dialed in. He tried calling in but he forgot that we were on Skype so i low key dialed him in oh. and that's how he got in <laughs> okay so he had an accomplice right he did he did yep yep i hooked him up oh uh, but you know we've got to recap some of that because man stranger things season 3 absolutely mind blowing but before we do that definitely have to give a shout out to mission aware Uh, Zach, you made kind of a low-key announcement last week. Uh, Do you know if that ever kind of broke the news about Mission Aware and their uh, reformed busts that they have?
1: um, No, I I guess I didn't really make an announcement because no one heard it. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe maybe Jeff was like, no, I'm not ready to announce the – I'm not going to say marble-covered busts here and so he kind of like <laughs> hacked into your system and tanked the whole thing
0: dude that you know what that sounds like a reasonable explanation i'm going with that
1: but <laughs> i i'm expecting soon to be able to post a picture on the these go to 11 twitter of me my my little smiling face right between uh one john calvin and one charles spurgeon compliments of missional wear i'm very excited about that
0: Nice. Yeah. So, you know, definitely check out the Mission Aware uh, reform bus that they have and, you know, kind of dropped a little hint there, uh, Zach, when you talked with your boy Jeff there or our boy Jeff there and uh, he was like, now, do you want them in the bronze or do you want them in the marble? The
1: as of Uh, yet unavailable to you plebes marble.
0: And so uh, there's uh, part of me was like bit. I
1: want the really exclusive thing, but part of me was like, no, that would look dumb in my office. So I just went with <laughs> went with the old bronze. I can't wait. What with man. the
0: old bronze? You want to know yeah.
1: what, what I'm replacing with those? What? <laughs> so when I was setting up my office, I was like, uh, I built more bookshelves. I built more bookshelves. I built more bookshelves. I've been doing that. For the last 15 years, as, as long as I've been at my church, there's yep. almost no room left for bookshelves. So like I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I was like, I need some bookends on my desk for reference uh, – materials I reference frequently, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I – I, everything in my office is either like super like uh, – religious icon, you know, Eastern stuff, or yep. it's real. you know, there's a lot of Hebrew and Greek and, and, you know, it's, it's, it looks like you walked into like a, a religious Chashki store, really. Right. Or <laughs> it actually has kind of the vibe of that scene in the Omen when they like open the door and there's like 10,000 crucifixes. Uh, <laughs> so I went on eBay and I looked up like Hebrew bookends because I was really into Hebrew at the time and I... <laughs> I got these Hebrew bookends, it had a guy, it was not a great picture on eBay, but it was like a guy holding a scroll, and there was like a little um, Hebrew underneath it, and I'm like, alright, so I get these things, I open them up in the mail, and I get a better look at them, and in the Hebrew, it says Masel uh, mm-hmm. on one side, and then on the other, and, and I, I look at it, and I'm like, this is not a, like a grown man, this is like a kid holding the scroll, on the other side, <laughs> In the I guess not in the Hebrew, I guess in the Aramaic, it says. Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> I like got kind of a hold this, like some some kid got Bar Mitzvah. And he's like, I'm selling these things. I don't care. No one's noticed. No one's been like, why is there like a kid holding a scroll on your bookends? But those things are out, man. Those are out nice. like Greg Dutcher. I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get those busts in
0: place. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was actually, um, my wife and I were just talking. We had uh, done up our living room and kind of moved some furniture around. So we've got some open wall space, and we were looking at some of the wall decals on Mission Aware. So I think we're going to pick uh, pick a couple of those up, and I think I'm going to pick up a couple of them from my office as well here at school uh, and, and put them up. They've got some great quotes by, uh, you know, Augustine and Spurgeon, uh, John Newton. Augustine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just, just so the listeners are aware that's going to happen every time we we, uh, we say that name on this podcast <laughs> now Christian
1: are you going to take down the um, live laugh love that you have on your wall now
0: <laughs> we're going to leave that up. oh no what's the other one uh, what is it eat pray fight I don't know yeah <laughs> oh man that, that should be Actually, me and Ted Cluck bumped
1: into a guy. We meet weird people all the time at, at uh, c- <laughs> like, c- cigar lounges. And we were at Timothy's Fine Tobacco's in Bay City, Michigan, run by my old youth pastor, who's now a tobacconist. And we met this guy who was describing the, this trip he was going to take and how he wanted to write a book. And he was going on and on and on and on. And finally, Ted's like, the name of that book needs to be Eat, Pray, Fight.
0: And the guy was <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I think I might call it that. And then uh, as soon as we got in the car, Ted was like, stupid me. Why did I say that out loud? I could (laughs) have written Eid He's not going to write it. That should be the name of your memoir,
0: dude. That's
1: right. Oh,
0: so close. So close. He's well, just got to write his faster than this guy.
1: Uh, Ted's not going to write. Ted's not going <laughs> to write another another boxing memoir. That's that's a pipe dream too. That's like expecting to get all four of us on one one a podcast. <laughs> let, let me give you a little update from my household, dude. Uh, yeah, man. No wall decals, but in the meantime, after we recorded, or you know, quotes around recorded uh, the last app, my wife finally caught up. And is now midway through season three of Stranger Things, so I've been rewatching a few eps with her, and I've got some of it more kind of uh, viscerally. Like I, I can see those rats exploding when I oh, close man. my eyes. And I, you know, there there were a couple things that it, because I did so many in a row, I kind of did other stuff occasionally. Yeah, and yeah. now I, I, I was like, I didn't even realize that like where the rats were all drawn to.
0: Oh they, yeah, yeah, And
1: exploded is the same place that like Billy was pulled into. That was like yep. some kind of nexus, dude. Let's so so here. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, and and try to uh, recreate. In fact, what about this? I'll just sit back. I'm gonna turn off my mic. Do the different voices and try to just <laughs> recreate last week's
0: review. Oh my gosh. How how amazing would that be if I could actually do that? <laughs> All right, so we'll start with me. What what was my first question? All right, so guys, before we even get into this, let me ask you, what did you think of the series, Zach? Let's start with you, dude. It was amazing. Let me tell you, how was that, Zach? Was that pretty good for the first uh, for the first couple lines there? I don't
1: know. I think I said. Oh, was I missing it? I think <laughs> I said it was nearly perfect television. Mm. And I have all said right. that about two or three other shows ever. Nothing can be perfect, right? Uh, a, 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 this side of glory, it was so close. I think you were confusing yes. me. You, you conflating with me, me, me with Bartlebaugh there. Bartle's Bartleby, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's,
0: uh, you know, we're dude. We're all we're all bees here. So yeah, we, uh, Dutcher pointed that out when I said <laughs> That's right.
1: And again, spoilers. Not again. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. Um, I pointed out if your name starts with a B in Hawkins, you are screwed all three seasons. Right? You got yeah. Barb, you got uh, uh, Bob, and then Billy, yeah. you're donezo. And he's like, well, you three jokers all have Bs. And I was like, oh, right.
0: Uh, there, go- there's a- there goes our career in Hawkins. Bell
1: Bartles Bartlebaugh, dude, there's something there. There's some kind of. I don't know. That sounds like a brand
0: name. It sounds like a firm of some kind. We just need to merge the podcasts together. Bell, Bartles. Can you say Bartles Ball? Bartles Ball. Bartles Ball. -Ball. Yeah. Bartles Bell. Bartles Bell.
1: (laughs) I feel like like Nate gets shortchanged in that one. He's not really.
0: Wait, wait. Uh, Does he go by Nate? He goes by Nate, right? Uh, no, actually, that's what makes it difficult. Is we both tend we to both go, go by, Nathan. by Nathan. Is he yeah. a purple belt or? No. <laughs> I think I think he did take martial arts once in his life at some point. <laughs> the introductory Isn't class. The why? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the thing? Like everybody did like. You know, they just took their their class or two at the YMCA, got their purple belt, and then moved on.
1: Yeah, at the end of the first <laughs> class, they're like, you know what? We're gonna skip all of these. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm just realizing right now, this What's that? this podcast, this one right here, is uh-huh. not about Stranger Things three. This is about. <laughs> Last week's podcast, podcast that was about Stranger Things, three. <laughs> which reminds me of that Tenacious D song where it's like, "This is not the greatest song in the world. This is just a tribute because I couldn't remember the greatest song in the world.
0: But believe me, I wrote the greatest song in the world. No mistake." Oh, we had the greatest podcast in the world with the four greatest people in the world, and we're just going to tell you about it, <laughs> dude. Honestly, because
1: I mean, and and I think there was one more gentleman involved uh, here and there at the very early years before I was a dedicated listener. But if you got Steve in there, and that may be too many cooks in the kitchen, uh, <laughs> but that would have been like the ultimate. Um, I mean, because I know I know uh, Bartleball came on a lot from the very beginning. In fact, before Pop Culture Ninja, was he like a co-host?
0: No, he um, he actually. I'm trying to remember. He was on, I think, twice before he and I uh, did Pop Culture Ninja. He he was only on twice, and I think one of them was for a Christmas movie episode we did, and then another one was I think when we were talking about uh, Stephen King.
1: So I think those were the two. Had him on twice,
0: so I mean, (laughs) well, there you go. He was a co-host. <laughs> oh man.
1: Anyway, I thought it was that that, that was a uh, all-star, star-studded, brilliant. Uh, anything else? What what are some of
0: your best memories from last week's episode? Oh man. Oh, well, I mean, dude, how could <laughs> How could we forget uh, the never-ending story? Oh, you mean, are you referring to when <laughs> Me and Dutcher started
1: singing in a high falsetto <laughs> voice, the, the theme of Neverending Story, in perfect harmony, and then you joined in, and then Nathan joined in, and it was like a, per- it was there was something supernatural about that.
0: It was glorious. I mean, that, that again, that's just something we can't recreate. So we're going to tell you about it. <laughs> oh
1: man, no one will ever be able to know what, how amazing that was, except us. We were there. It's kind of like. Right. You know it's like the mind flare there's no there's no evidence of it it's just certain people experienced it these four there were four in our party yes here's something I want us to do I want I want us to assign everyone an identity
0: oh that that'll be good because we actually we didn't do that last week so that'll be something new for the listeners
1: I want so, to also just confess something it was because nobody came in with a graphic. When we requested one, everyone was just like, oh, or huh. like liked the thing where we were like, give us some graphics. That's yeah. why I purposely
0: <laughs> uploaded that virus to your computer. And <laughs> sabotaged it. We're still waiting for that. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Which, who would you want if you had your druthers? Um, I, you know, I mean, I would take, I mean, I would take L. Just because she's so kick butt. I think I
1: mean I guess if I guess I'm assuming that, that and I don't want to impose rules on you, but there was four guys in the original party. There was four so guys. So we want to
0: stick with those four guys. So we'll we'll put L. And I don't aside. want to tell
1: you in 2019 that you can't be a, a young woman if you <laughs> want to be. But
0: all right, so we'll put we'll put L on the shelf. For it makes now. me feel weird when you are get it get it L on the shelf L well, um. L on the shelf. All right, and then I all I right. won't
1: be Max. I promise.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> I think I think in this episode, we need to have an Alan Max with just the two of us, but going back to the four. Oh, um, OK. So oh, yeah, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> um, so, so this is Alan Max commenting on the four. How about that?
1: Yes. Yes. Right. Actually, what we're doing is we're at the mall. We're buying those really like noisy 80s <laughs> shirts right now and trying them on and showing each other. And in between that... We're like they were they were Spine. talking about like Lucas and yeah, okay, it works.
0: Oh man. All right, so I would have to go with uh, with will. Really? Which, I thought Will yeah. was gonna be left out in the cold because
1: being will means being tortured in your soul all the time.
0: I know, I know, but like there's just something about him though that kind of like he he's at the center of everything. And I feel like with the podcast, I'm kind of at the center of it. Oh, okay. I can
1: see that. Like right. so without Will there would have been no stranger things going on in Hawkeye. Right. Without right. Nathan Bell, there would be no podcast here. Okay. I can see that.
0: Alright. So yeah. So let's uh let's go with you. Also, do you Who ever do like you hawk up
1: loogies that then like inch their way down the drain like that are
0: alive, <laughs> they're alien loogies? No, but there were there were a number of occasions where I did swallow some slugs for money when I was younger. So (laughs) eventually, you'll cough them up. That's right. (laughs) Dude, when somebody's when somebody's holding ten bucks and saying, "Hey, will you will you swallow this?" I mean, you were that kid. Oh yeah. That's not Slug Will though, worms. dude. The, the kid who
1: swallows the slugs is not Will.
0: Will's like no, he just he just coughs them up.
1: Let's go indoors and let's yeah yeah. I think Dustin swallows the slugs or Lucas, which incidentally were my two favorite characters by far. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with with uh, I have to go with Lucas and All right. uh, not because I'm super woke or anything and I'm trying to make a statement, but because. Uh, I just feel like whenever he would like, there would be a lot of people getting real melodramatic, and yeah, and many times Lucas would be the one kind of semi aloof, sort of scoffing and just making like a dry comment about it, and that's often my position in the like like in the midst of stuff where everyone's like, I have an opinion on how to fix it. No, I do. I'll just be standing back, saying you know like a commentary on it, just loud enough for only me to hear and be amused by.
0: And, right. And,
1: uh, I really liked. And I've got a, a a younger sister. No, I don't. I have an older sister. Never mind. It doesn't work that way. But um, and, uh. but but I really like – I always thought that – I thought Lucas was underused in, uh, in season three. I really did. We said that last week.
0: Yes. To keep yes. on theme. Fair enough. All right. Let's go to uh, – who do we picture as Dutcher? Let's go to Dutcher. Uh, Dutcher. Who do you got?
1: No, so it's got to be one of those four. So he can't be Lucas's little sister then.
0: Right, right, yeah. We'll go to the periphery characters afterwards. All
1: right, I'm thinking... Uh, so we only have two options, which is Mike right. or... Uh, Dustin. Or Dustin,
0: yeah. Yeah. He's... He's Dustin. Right? Really? Don't you think? Okay, all right, let, let me hear your reasoning. All right,
1: there's a few things. First of all... There's that whole extended scene of Dustin talking into that microphone, going, uh, you know, "Do you come in? Do you come in? It's me. It's I don't remember the cute <laughs> pet names they had for each other, but but he's trying and trying and trying, and that's like Dutcher's whole lately. His whole arc with the podcast It's just like he's here, he's gone. Oh, my AirPods ran out. You know, I'm, you know, he's he, he's kind of separated, trying to make a connection with us. Uh, maybe he's will because he's in the upside down touching the Christmas lights. Like, guys, uh. play as play as I'm here. <laughs> also, um, I don't know between between Dustin and Mike. Dustin's funnier and less more uh, less of a like serious analysis type guy. And okay. Between these two guys, I feel like you turn to Bartlebaugh for the like. Okay, all joking aside, give us the. Give us the real film analysis.
0: OK. All right. See, I was thinking opposite and I'll, I'll give you my reason. So I was thinking Dutcher for Mike and here's why because I feel like he kind of found this new you know, thing and left us. And so he's always, like, going off places oh. with whatever he's doing. He's, uh, oh,
1: he's – you're <laughs> so right. So he's, like – we're in the middle of, like, putting together this podcast at the top of the hill. And he's, yeah. like, taking the hand of whatever he's actually working on and, like, all right, that's guys. Right. Got curfew. It's 4 p.m. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So so that's what I thought. And the reason why I put Bartleball with Mike is – or with with Dustin. Is because Dustin is was because- the only one left, right? Right. Well, well that, but he's always, he always gets the underlying, like, there's something going on here and we need to figure it out. So like, even though he's not quite as analytical, like he always seems to have his pulse on, on what's going on. And so he's able to, you know, be in the midst of things ahead of everyone else. And I feel that's a little bit like Bartleball. He's a little up on the news before we all are. Hmm. All right. I don't know. I mean,
1: it would really be, unless you're dealing with like the four archetypes present in the in the Ninja Turtles, it'd be real difficult to <laughs> be lucky to match any four people up with any four characters with, with perfection. Yeah. Um, you wanted L because she's dangerous and, that, and you, you identify with that. Yeah. In that case I want Billy because you know when I go to the public pool and I walk by all, all the
0: moms like reapply their lipstick. You just you just start strutting by with your shirt off and smoking y'all start turning yeah. Smoking at the public pool because it's nineteen eighty four and you can
1: Yelling across to the fat kid to stop running or you're gonna kick him out. Oh my gosh. It, dude, that, see here's the thing, that show it delivered a lot of nostalgia and i feel like it intentionally kept punctuating the nostalgia with reminders of why it, it is good that it's not still 1984 yes the fact that he could with and you know i know because in the 80s people did this in my presence you could be actually openly as the lifeguard authority figure pointing at a kid and calling him Lard, we'll say lard butt. Right. In, in front of everyone, humiliating this poor kid because he was running. And yeah. there would be no consequences. Dude, now somebody would have filmed that on their camera and that lifeguard would be just ruined. Oh, yeah. And that's he not a bad totally, thing.
0: Totally, totally be fired for that.
1: So, yep. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm Billy. No, never mind. I remembered his how, – how his arc ends there. And he's <laughs> mean, dude. Did they so, – so we – I didn't weigh in on this last week. Yeah. I don't remember who it was, but someone brought up – I think it was you – brought up that like at the very end, they like give us this kind of 11th hour backstory for what broke Billy, right? Mm -hmm. And this thing with his mother and everything and humanized him and then he had that moment of – and again, spoilers uh, – self-sacrifice, which Mm -hmm. um, I don't – it didn't work for me as well as it obviously worked for you guys. Uh, the the like, oh, and here's why he is the way he is. Like, I, I don't know. For for me, they didn't really quite explain enough of the backstory with this mixed family, um, mm-hmm. second marriage, the relationship between him and his parents and him and his stepsister and why yeah. he was just, just evil as can be right up to the very end where he was pretty good.
0: Yeah. And I I would agree with that because I thought what was missing in that was when we were trying to get her his stepsister's perspective on I mean I, you know obviously you know he's killed right in front of her but like she throughout the entire series has you know what what seems to be you know the this this love and affection for for her stepbrother but, like, there was nothing that really indicated why she should have that.
1: Right, right.
0: And I really feel like that was that was missing in there, that relationship and that bond, because we didn't really get it in season two. Um, I mean, we saw that he kind of took care of her and protected her, but it was almost out of, you know, fear more than, than affection. And we didn't really get any of their relationship in this third season. So, to me... There was something missing there between the two of them that I think could have humanized him a little more and given us more of of what you were looking for. Mm
1: -hmm. Honestly, I didn't didn't want him humanized what he was. I mean clearly Mm -hmm. we're dealing with 80s tropes. They tried to give us the the evil like boyfriend figure who – you know, like the Goonies, the, the guys, you know, where they pull up the, the – the guys who pull up the bucket and the jacket's on it and he shouts, yeah. you Goonie. Like like the, the 80s quintessential antagonist who for no reason and, and really with no advantage or benefit to himself is just working really hard to foil the plans.
0: What was that? <laughs> that was a uh, – one of my radios went off. <laughs> Hang on are, one second. Are I'm you in go. a bunker? Is
1: that where you're recording a
0: bunker? <laughs> no, I'm recording in the office of my school. <laughs> ah, oh, oh,
1: the radio, like a, like a handheld like communication yeah. device. Okay.
0: Yeah, and uh, let me. Uh, while while we're on the radio here, dude, just leave uh, leave all this in here. Naturally, leave yeah. all this yeah. in here. Breaker one, nine. Uh, Mr. Bell's over in campus two. Or, I'm sorry, Campus 3. Mr. Bell's over in Campus
1: 3 still. Lucky well, folks. Mr. Bell is in Campus 3.
0: <laughs> All right. Oh, so I was saying, that they,
1: like, there's this guy, you know, this character who, he's just always like, I want to break your thing or whatever you want. I don't want you to have it. And yeah. over the top. And they tried to do that with Harrington. And yet there was just something about that guy, that character, his, his, I don't know, something in his eyes where he, yeah. he, he was too good. And they they rode him in a different direction because everyone kinda loved him, you know? And so that became Billy became the new Steve. At the end of the day then, so you've already taken one uh, you know, D bag and and redeemed him. You don't have to redeem the second one. You can you can just kill him. It's okay. Yeah. That was my only beef with the whole third series though, season. I almost sound British. Did you have? Did you have anything you didn't like? I don't think we talked about this last time.
0: Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. I think. I think what I just mentioned was uh, was one. You know, the relationship between um, you know Billy and his sister. That was. I felt like there were just a lot of things that I didn't quite. It didn't quite play out well for me because like you said they were trying to they were trying to do this thing we get these glimpses but it really didn't explain their relationship um and why she was so compassionate toward him um particularly you know when she treated the way she treated her her boyfriend was you know always up and down so um that was that was a little off for me the one thing that i did say was i felt like um for seasons one and two, I was grabbed immediately into what they were doing, and it took really till the fourth episode of this season to to get me on board. And It's not to say that I wasn't enjoying what I was seeing in the first four episodes, but to really get me into it and get me invested in it, I felt like Th- they were missing something, and we actually talked about this last week. I think part of what was missing um, were uh, – it was uh, Jonathan and um, – what's her name? Nancy. Their their yeah. character and their story arc just was completely uninteresting. Um, I felt like what they did with them last season kind of held up a little bit more, but then when it got to this season, they to me, they were just – they were throwaway. And so um, that I felt like was a little disappointing. And and we mentioned several times that you could almost just not bring them in again and it'd be completely fine.
1: I think that even season two though, like Mm -hmm. – wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. Even even season two – Yeah. Jonathan and Nancy were boring people. It's just that they were for us kind of the conduit to that great character of the conspiracy theorist yeah. investigator who, who this time um, you had that Alexi character uh, yes. paired up Smeared with up. him. And then <laughs> they got to latch up instead with Hopper and uh, Winona. What's her name yeah. in the thing? Whatever uh, it was. Uh, yeah. And and so that kind of just left Jonathan and Nancy to, to justify their own presence without, you know, hooking them up with an actually interesting character. And they couldn't do it. Like, like yeah. honestly, what's, what's the least interesting character in any 80s formula movie? It's the, like, popular girl, especially if she's sort of torn about whether or not she wants to go along with the popular crowd and stuff. I don't know. For me, that's – it's just not my my kind of 80s movie. You know, give give yeah, me yeah. give me that character sure in the background. Not yeah. not the B plot. That should be that should be something that just pops up here and there.
0: Right. But I felt like in the first season, they actually they did things with her that that I felt could have made her a more compelling character. Um, you know, her relationship with her brother Mike and and that relationship with you know, bringing her into that group, I felt like could have been explored a little better. And they just, I, I felt like, like you said, in season two, they kind of dropped that off. And then in season three, we were just kind of left wondering uh, or, or thinking, this is this is pointless. Why don't you save those scenes? I mean, write them as going to college or something, and save those scenes and put something more interesting in there. Well, and they,
1: they start up – and this was, this was uncharacteristic of them. It, either it was an intentional thing to just um, kind of give us a sense of security and then take a hard left. But they start out with a subplot where she is trying to, in very 80s movie fashion, earn the respect of this boys' club, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Jake Busey and company. And I know I've seen the guy who played the editor – um, like, I've seen that guy all over the place, but I don't remember where. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, no, no. Now they're just trying to kill her, and she's fired. So, and, and, right. and, and so they just abandoned that plot after we'd given it a good deal of kind of attention. So, again, that that's it makes it sound like we didn't like the series and all this stuff. But season three, I think they were the only – they were the weakest link. And right. Even that was pretty darn good.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, you know, if we were um, actually going through and recapping, you know, what you said, the fact is it was nearly perfect television. Um, And, and I agree, like they, to me, what stranger things has done is they've done a fantastic job at building and keeping up with what you expect or Or even blowing your expectation. I mean, that very first opening scene where we're introduced to the Russian conspiracy. You know, I mean, come on, that's that's 80s right there. With you know, oh, now we're going to find out how Russia is going to tie into this, and as they unfold, all of the things that are going on at the mall. And you know, there's a little mini, you know, Siberia in Hawkins' own backyard. Uh, it was just, it was just well done. It was well played.
1: That was that, that opening, uh, looping Russia into the mix, had me. I mean, it had me. I was, I had heard from several people this season is not as good. It's kind of lost the magic and the innocence, and and it's just retreading. But as soon as I saw, I was like, we're in communist. Oh, we're in the USSR. Okay, yeah. sign me up. And then when you realize um, this is – yeah, this is Hawkins and, and they decode the thing and they're like, this is directions inside the mall. Uh, yeah. I, it, yeah, it felt – it felt huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in that 80s. Like movies, even though the effects sucked and you know, the scope was I guess in some ways smaller, they felt bigger. Maybe it's because we were yeah. kids but I don't think so. I think yeah. because so much stuff had to be done practically, they, they – it, there's just a bigger – there's a bigness to the stories, these, these stories, even when they're not well done. And then yeah. they bring in this character who's clearly to me um, kind of pastiche of uh, Ivan Drago from Rocky IV <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like all of the bad guys from Die Hard. Who even says a line from uh, Die Hard, uh, which I think Dutcher pointed out um, when he says like basically you can't shoot me if you're a policeman. You have rules you have to follow. And I right. uh, was like, oh my gosh, that is exactly in Die Hard. You know, he wasn't he wasn't quoting Die Hard because it wouldn't exist for four more years. Uh, right. It, it was a great little little homage. And there were a lot of those. There were a lot of those little oh, moments. Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean everything. You know, we talk about. You know, you have. Uh, you know, I think last week we said it was. You know, we called him the Schwarzenegger looking dude. You know that that's who that guy was. You were referring to. You know, you've got him going through. Uh, you have. The what Nathan referred to as what could have been the biggest cheese scene that could have actually, you know, blown up in their faces and it so worked in bringing in the never-ending story. I mean it was just, it was so well executed. I mean I've gone back and watched that scene just that scene four or five times and every time I'm laughing hysterically because of all the things that are going on In this moment where he's trying to get this vital information that's going to save the world, and he's got to appease his girlfriend and sing this duet of the never ending story across the airways. Absolutely brilliant. And then, you know, going back and looking at the scene where they're in, you know, the Back to the Future.
1: That was amazing. When the soundtrack from Back to the Future took over and became the soundtrack. Yes. Without breaking, like it was literally it was in the background, but it matched everything. Gosh, that was amazing.
0: And, And you just you have all of those moments in there that that keep building. I mean, you know, going back and watching season one and seeing the moments and seeing the style and the world that they created in the 80s. It's like, yes, this is the world that I remember. And then again, in season two and, you know, the things that they did with. The ghostbusters and it's it's not just even the feel but like you remember all of these iconic 80s actors and actresses that are in here that are building this up i mean you know carrie elway's in this is absolutely fantastic everything you want him to do in this movie he does and it just makes him the quintessential villain that, that's perfect for this.
1: Yeah, it's possible, you miserable, vomitous mess. <laughs> I love that guy. That guy's amazing. He was so good in this. And and, yeah. and he's an 80s guy, even though – I mean, like, he's had an amazing career. But, like, so has Sean Aston. Like, all these people that they, yeah. like, pop in. Winona Ryder, I mean, she kind of got yeah. derailed by that shoplifting thing and, and hasn't had a great run lately. But, like, these are people who – we're willing to just go, yeah, I'm an 80s icon, even though I'm also yeah. a successful actor, and, and come and – it's almost like it's become a real honor is my impression. I don't obviously oh, yeah. know what's going on in Hollywood or you know what the vibe is amongst – but it just seems like, like – like if there's a Stranger Things 4, and I don't know if there really should be. I, I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, I feel like those kids are getting like too old. Like, like when mm. I saw the poster and I saw Will – with the like, yeah. like bowl cut, like thing going on, and like the like tight shorts, still trying to make him look like you know just as young and feeble and, and like vulnerable, but like obviously he's got like an Adam's apple and he's been shaving. I was like, this is kind of gross. It, like reminded <laughs> me of like uh, when you see is it ACDC? They, they wear like the the schoolboy uniform with the shorts, and you're just like, yeah. please you <laughs> stop. Right. Uh, and, and and it ended at such a great point, and I think. I, what is your impression as far as whether that was a promise or whether that was a standard kind of 80s epilogue where it was it, – it's OK to say this story goes on but not tell us the next chapter. Like when we realize yeah. there's – you know the Russians have this guy now in a, in a cell and they've got demidogs that they're in control of. That yeah. was mind-blowing. But the scope has almost gotten so big now. Now we're transcontinental and right. – I, I don't know. Can can the kids really save the world again for a fourth time? Yeah,
0: you know I would actually I would almost be interested to leave Hawkins and explore what's going on in Russia, and and let that kind of be season four, and then maybe do a final one that ties everything together and and kind of end it off. But like you said, I right now if they were to be like yeah this is this is kind of done and over with and and i've i remember feeling that way with with season 2 as well like season 2 you get the uh, you know the shadow of the um you know the monster over the school and you know there's something going on there but i'm like you know what even if they ended it here that would be okay you right. really you, you know it, you know there's more going on, but you don't. Like you said, you don't necessarily need to see it. You just you know it's there. Um, so yeah, I would I would be okay with. You know, is that Hopper um, that they have, or is it someone else? Well, we don't know. Yeah, we didn't actually see him die, so it could be someone else. But I mean, let's let's be honest. The fact is, I mean, this thing is money a money machine. Oh yeah, a oh yeah. And, I mean they're going to they're going to ride this thing until it dries up and even if they do a season 4 and it doesn't do and it's not nearly what season 3 is you know tons of people are still going to flock to it and watch it and it's it's going to you know mm-hmm. make for them you know whatever it is they're looking to make. So and, well, what I
1: had started to say before I was so rudely interrupted by myself <laughs> uh, was, uh, which happens all the time now. I, <laughs> I, I've had to try and get it under control in my preaching, where I'll start to and I'll be like, <laughs> interrupt myself mid sentence, and I'll be like, "You got to get back to that other sentence." Um, was that if they do make a season four, I'm really anxious and curious to see what you know, what who's the next actor and who who would we want to see? You know, a lot of people have died. Um, that, that would have been natural to, to come and and have a role, but like we've had Matthew Modine, we've had, uh, Winona Ryder, we've had, uh, I don't know. Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser was great. Yeah. Um, the Carrie Elwes and Sean Astin, I'm thinking like, I, I, I think Corey Feldman could pull this off. I have a higher opinion of Corey Feldman than most. I would like to see him on stranger things. I really would. Yep. Um, Maybe Josh Brolin, and I realize at this point I'm just mining, like, the cast of Goonies, so that's not. Nice. Right. Kiefer Sutherland, right? Could oh, he, yeah. He could be a From Russian lo- or yeah. something, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, Lost Boys and all those other yeah. things.
0: Um, yeah. Patrick Swayze? No.
1: Ooh. <laughs> too soon? It's too soon.
0: It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always going to be too yeah, soon with you're Patrick right. Swayze. You know what?
1: I can go put Baby in the corner right now. No one can stop me.
0: But what about Jennifer Grey?
1: She's I mean, unrecognizable she, at this point as her 80s yeah. self, though, after that nose job. She took her cutest feature and was just like, ah, I want to look like everyone else. Yeah. I don't know why, why – it's something really sick about Hollywood where people feel like even the most beautiful people are like, oh, i got to butcher my face. Naturally. Yeah. I mean –
0: But, I mean, you could still do, like, I mean, Val Kilmer, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could bring him into this thing, you know, Matthew Broderick. Broderick Broderick is a
1: natural, yes, Broderick needs to be in it if they do a fourth.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was just, he was totally the, you know, 80s teen, Uh, so, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That would be a good one. Sure. Yeah. I I almost want them to make it just so I can see, you know, what direction they take, you know, on
0: that tip. I feel like you could also do, like, Schwarzenegger. You could legit bring Schwarzenegger into this.
1: Eh, It seems a bit too campy. I mean, if he was was playing a Russian and he could somehow twist that accent up a little bit.
0: I would just want to see, like, I don't even need to see him much in it. I would just want to see him as, like, like, do, do you remember seeing the uh, the Incredible Hulk uh, with, and Lou Ferrigno was just a security guard in there? Just like a nod to, like, the character oh, or the oh, actor. Uncredit the cameo type thing. Yeah, like if he was just like a guard that they somehow slipped by. That's, because it, it hasn't been, I mean,
1: it's certainly not in that, that uh, action genre. Right. It's more in the adventure slash horror. I don't know, in the 80s, like, horror wasn't, usually that scary, it was like this. It was gross and it was exciting. Right. And, and it was funny. It was always so funny. Even when it wasn't trying to be. Yes. Um like now I feel like horror movies are way, way scarier than they were oh, yeah. in the eighties. Like, like they're oh, psychological, yeah. and they're they, like they've reverse engineered how to make you like not want to look at your TV, but you make yourself look at the TV. Back then, you were just like, <laughs> yeah, brains. Or like you right. know, like I, I, I don't know. There, there was something, and, and and that's why my wife, even though she hates horror movies, and I showed her the preview for It, and she, I'm like, will you watch that with me? She's like, not in a zillion years. <laughs> but
0: she still has watched Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Is the is it? Does it have to do with the whole clown thing for her?
1: No, she doesn't. She, she, no. I mean, nobody likes clowns. End of the day, really. But she she just doesn't like the you know the feeling that people are ch- chasing when they go see a horror movie. That kind of like oh, stomach yeah, yeah, drops yeah. out. It's almost like going over a roller coaster hill. You know yeah. that like whoa, hold on to you the you know that's really. But she has nightmares and stuff. A lot of people do. Ted oh, yeah. told me he doesn't watch scary movies. Uh, should I tell people this? Ah, why not? Because you know, he'll get he'll get like uh nightmares and it'll just kind of get inside his head and he doesn't he doesn't want it there. So he doesn't right. watch them.
0: Dude, so I uh over spring break, um my wife was uh overseas. She was doing a school trip uh to Europe and so I was I was just being my boy at home and uh we were going to see a movie and Shazam was out and I was like, "All right, I'm I want to go see, you know. I'm like, let's go see a movie. So he's like, well, I'm like, we're gonna go see Shazam. And he looks, he's like, well, what about the Pet Cemetery? I'm like, well, (laughs) but I'll I'll pay for you to go see Pet Cemetery because I was gonna pay for the movie. I'm like, if you want to go see Pet Cemetery, I have no problem. I'll pay for you. And I'm I'm gonna go see Shazam. I really want to see Shazam. He's like, no, I'll go see Shazam with you. So we go see Shazam, and. You know, we're kinda of hanging out and doing some stuff, and I'm like later in the week, I'm like, you know what, why don't we go we'll go see Pet Cemetery. That's fine. I'll t- I'll take <laughs> you and we'll go see it. Dude, I, I kid you not, watch the movie. It was um it was middle of day, it was noon. Went and saw the movie. I could not sleep that whole night. It was so freaking creepy. Like I mean, I just, I had trouble sleeping the entire night. It wasn't even like I closed my eyes and had nightmares. I just could not close my eyes. It was that creepy. So it was and,
1: the exact opposite of the 80s pet cemetery then.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, and so I just, I was like, man, I, I forgot how, how, uh, messed up some of those movies can be. Um, so and and normally I don't have problems with with stuff like that. I mean, you know, and I think I think like you said though, it's the difference between like that '80s campy, really ridiculous, like Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, like all that stuff is just or so even different. Nightmare on Elm Street, two, yeah,
1: three, four, whatever. Yeah, they're yeah. all just
0: dumb, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about what about that dude that played uh, that played Freddy? What's his name? Uh, uh, Robert, Robert England. Yeah, Robert England, getting him in there.
1: Yeah. That's for four. I could see him as like a a scientist working on, you know, trying to close the gate or whatever. Yeah. Huh. You know, you and I should be involved in this is what I'm saying. We should.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's let's get our people to call the stranger things people. Actually get us in this thing. The
1: Duffer brothers should be left alone to do exactly what they want. Because (laughs) so far it's gone pretty stinking well and the
0: result has been amazing. so dude, we just talked about like all these, you know, 80 actors. So Dutcher, what do you think about that? Dutcher,
1: Hello. Dude, he's not even here. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> this is not um, the first time you guys so... that, that Greg Dutcher has just been like yanked away.
2: <laughs> pulled pull, pulled out of this
1: dimension
2: and gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I assume there are some uh, demi dogs feasting on that triple XLT frame of his. Well, well based lady.
2: on the sound, I think he was turning into a meat Lego as he was leaving because we had like, it sounded like leaps and clicks. I, it was, it did. It sounded like a, I think it's an 80s robot. I thought he was doing some sort of pastiche there, but then he was gone.
1: Always got to make an entrance, always got to make an exit,
0: this guy. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Well guys, uh we're we're kind of wrapping some things up. Uh the conversation may seem a little uh disjointed. We had some technical issues, but uh we're super short. Yeah. (laughs) This may be it. This may be it. (laughs) For our thoughts on stranger things, oh wait, we don't have any. (laughs) Oh man. It was Uh, good, real good.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, which which is uh, no, it was pretty good. Which is
0: what uh, the young Dutcher said. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, pretty time. good. Oh man. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Well, before we uh, sign out, real quick, any final uh, any final thoughts or comments, uh, Zach?
1: I felt like one thing that was sort of missing was the kind of goosebumps uh, moment that you got when uh, all of a sudden. Um, a- after going on that, uh, kind of journey with number eight, um, 11 was back in season two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She showed yeah. up at the door and she, and, and was just did that, that super peshy move and, 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 um, but there was so much other stuff. I, 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 kind of had come to expect that kind of those big entrances reveals, but they didn't even give themselves time. They didn't slow down long enough to have one. So that was okay. Um, mm-hmm. and the the other thing that that to me uh, I thought was going to happen uh, was that we were going to get maybe a little bit more of a look kind of behind the curtain like uh, like we were going to go in like like you know in, the, in season one they went into the upside down more and yeah I wanted to see more of that world and they didn't really give you much more of a glimpse of it I think I think maybe they're afraid of showing too much which anything in the realm of you know scary can do. But uh, other than, I mean, it was again. It was nearly perfect. Um, and
2: that's a good point, I think, about the. It, but you're right. Like, there's a part of me that wants to see that expanded. But I think that's a point when, if you go too far, then you have a different kind of show. You know, with everybody yeah. in the upside down, and it's not quite hitting all. But you know, some of the things we've been saying, like in a way, I I, I agree, Zach, that they feel like they really wrapped up this chapter in a sense like they they may have hit everything they need to do in terms of that 80s nostalgia uh primed up goonie style adventure i mean at this point do you have anything to lose if you take a slightly different turn and, and explore the upside down and make and, and send the show in a different vein and if it is character driven you could get away with it at this point and i feel like this would probably be a good this would be as good a time as any to try something and swing for the fences Because I don't think you'd have any impact on the previous three seasons. Um, The last thing I want to mention, I know we we kind of referenced an element of her story arc that happens towards the end. What do you guys think about Robin? I actually thought she was a really good uh, character, a really good foil for Steve uh, acting-wise, like when she was brought into the story.
1: Now, I hate it when when my other co-host on the Gut Check podcast talks about things on his other – the Happy Rant and his other podcast before I get a chance to talk about them with him. And I have plans to talk about this with him, but I just have to – I have to bring it up here first. I, I have to be a hypocrite and say, you guys realize who that is, right? Who, who the progeny yeah. is.
2: Yes, yes. It's yeah. Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's uh, kid.
1: That's, yeah. that's like she was- M- Mr. 90s gives birth to a daughter who is now Mrs. 80s.
2: Right. Well, then if you get even stranger things, if you will, you know, she was just where I saw her first just recently was in the uh, the latest Little Women adaptation uh, that they did. Oh, yeah. And of course, uh, Winona Ryder was was playing the same character. Oh, my goodness. Mind blown. (laughs) back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me do it again. Dogs.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with uh, everything you guys are saying. For me, um, getting into it, I felt like it really, um, if I had any complaint, I felt like it really uh, was dragging in the first four episodes but once you got to the fourth episode and things started really coming together it really moved quickly i felt like there was a huge change in the pace of the timing of everything from those first four episodes into the last four um which i didn't think was necessarily a bad thing uh, because there was a lot going on in those episodes it was just moving differently Uh, So that would be my only thing where I remember in the other seasons um, Things happening a lot quicker early on and just kind of keeping a a steady pace throughout so that would have been my only thing with it Um, but other than that I agree just absolutely fantastic and um, Now let me ask you this uh, Last question that I have for you guys if the series were to just end here and now Do you think it would be okay?
1: I mean, it probably would be a smart move, but I hope they don't make it. I I don't mind if the next season's not as good as this one. Mm -hmm. There's always the best season of any program is almost never the last one, Um, Mm -hmm. and and, and we just want a little more. We all kind of have this gentleman's understanding in the viewing public. It might not live up, you know. We might have crested Mm -hmm. with this one, but give us a little more, and maybe even a kind of an epilogue feel to it. Like, okay, now these guys have have developed a little bit. Uh, Character-wise, what what's going to happen? we you know they've moved away. Could could the next season take place not in Hawkins? But where where did they move to? Do we know?
0: I don't think we were told where they were going. Okay, they
1: were headed out somewhere away from yeah. away from here. But they're bringing. It's like the birds, right? At the end of the birds, we're leaving this place because it's it's just absolute danger and and it's a horrible place. Can we bring the lovebirds with us? Oh sure. What's the harm? They don't yes. hurt anybody. Yeah. They're bringing 11, and even though she doesn't have the power, it, it's going to come back. And so maybe mm-hmm. we'll get like another, like a California or like the wharfy New England kind of 80s movie vibe in the next season. And they could do mm-hmm. something. Th- these are not people who are going to be content to just follow a formula. They're, they're yeah. innovated yeah. at every turn.
2: And originally, after the first season, and it was probably them hedging their bets, but they talked about season two was already in production, and we knew it was going to be a sequel to follow up. But they talked about the potential of Stranger Things not just being this group of kids. Now, I think that ship has sailed. Like, you can't come back with a new season with completely brand new characters because the. The show is wrapped up in the characters, but they certainly could do. They they could probably shed a few of them, and we wouldn't, you know, and bring certain other ones in. I, I just need Steve back, basically. But you know, I'll the be Dustin the, or I'm out. Dustin and Steve, yeah, yeah that whole group. It, it, if you lost everybody, it was the Adventures in the Video Store. I'd still be fine. <laughs> um, and. That, that, <laughs> Nice, nice. Now, that kid at the video store is the same one that was previously working at the arcade, right? Yeah.
1: You know what? Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. Dig Dug. Yes. <laughs> He's the one who, yes. That's right. He is still, I think, owed a date with Nancy at this yes, point. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And
2: so I don't know if Steve's going to work out for him in that, in that sense once in <laughs> I like him knocking the Fast Times booster over onto the floor. <laughs> You know, oh, this this is one
1: of those things that I, even though it's on Netflix, you, I I want to like at least rent, probably buy the the Blu-rays so I can do the commentary tracks and get kind of an annotated all the Easter eggs, in references, all these things that I missed. Um, yeah, that that you know the, the real joy is, that, is like noticing them, but I don't want to not experience them.
2: Yeah, and I feel like there were a lot. There's something that I can't even remember that I remember feeling like, hey, that was really kind of clever you know because there were some very out there nods like okay this is very obvious and then there were ones that weren't as you know that you kind of had to like kind of ponder a little or you know it was just like oh that's super subtle that you did that and it's nice that they would do both that they would be subtle and sort of big and yeah. bombastic
0: yeah yeah absolutely all right guys this has been great uh it's going to be interesting with uh some of the technical stuff to see how it all flows and cuts out but uh we will. Uh, we'll see what happens. Until next time, Zach, Nathan. We just rocked the Casbah. These go to eleven.